From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Emily Ernson. This is your news for Thursday, April 20th. The Canyonlands Regional Airport will soon stop offering flights to Denver and Salt Lake City. A nationwide pilot shortage has caused many airlines to scale back operations, including SkyWest, which has provided daily flights between Denver and Moab since 2018. The airport's contract with SkyWest ends on June 30th with no option to renew. On Tuesday, the Grand County Commission voted to submit a proposal to the Department of Transportation for a new contract with Contour Airways. If approved, the airline would provide daily service to Phoenix. This is Tammy Howland, director of the Canyonlands Regional Airport. And I understand Phoenix is not what the local community would want. And it's unfortunate, but it's not as easy as one would think to just pick what airport you want to fly to. I did not get word from DOT until March 27th, I think it was, that SkyWest was not an option for us. And so our only recourse to that was if we wanted to maintain jet service was to find an airline that could commit to service within our deadline is April 24th. So I had to find an airline that could even commit on that short of notice. Contour was able to say, look, we can give you Phoenix right now. We can down the road look at getting a spot into Denver. Salt Lake is a very hard airport for small airlines. Howland says this is the airport's only option if they want to continue providing jet service. Flights to Phoenix will be subsidized by the Department of Transportation's Essential Air Service program. Depending on demand, flights are expected to cost between $40 and $80 per passenger. The switch from Denver to Phoenix is expected to have little effect on tourists traveling from out of state since both airports are major hubs. This is Matt Shazitz, the CEO of Contour Airways, speaking at the meeting on Tuesday. If you're making a connection, I think Phoenix is just as viable as Denver. I don't know what the local traffic is between Moab and Denver versus Moab and, and Phoenix. And it's hard to assess that because you guys haven't had Phoenix. And typically, the existence of nonstop service in a market is very stimulating to the local traffic between the two cities. Howland also expects that the switch from Denver to Phoenix will have little effect on locals. She says most flights between Denver and Moab are connecting flights, not final destinations. But County Commissioner Mary McGann pointed out that many locals depend on the Salt Lake City flight for work and other needs. I think the reason we like Salt Lake is more because business, when we're needing to work with our state or go up there for appointments. County Commissioner Kevin Walker agreed with McGann, saying that the new service will put local interests behind tourists. Seems like sometimes there's a tension between you know, is our goal to get tourists here or is our goal to provide essential air service for residents? And I think it should be the latter. I just want to make sure that things like ticket prices and you know the convenience of connections for residents and things like that play a, a role in, you know, in future decisions. And I, you know, I support the recommendation here. But I think sometimes, you know, growing the airport as fast as possible is not the same thing as providing the best service for residents. Under the new contract, flight size will be reduced from 50 to 30 passengers, but the number of flights will remain the same at 12 flights per week. The airport needs to have at least 10,000 passengers per year in order to receive funding from the Department of Transportation. Right now, Grand County receives a million dollars per year for airport maintenance from the Department of Transportation. Howland is hoping that the Department of Transportation will approve an extension to allow the current service to continue throughout the summer. 
She expects more information will be available soon about the status of flights currently scheduled to Denver or Salt Lake City after June 30th. Bighorn sheep in Teton County, Wyoming, are one of the many regional species struggling this year amid harsh winter conditions. To help the herd, local biologists are thinking about hunting more of them. From Jackson Hole Community Radio, Hannah Mersbach explains. Wildlife officials say bighorns that live in the Grovant Range have the lowest body fat percentage they've ever seen. But still, the population is getting too big for the habitat to support. Mark Goki with the Wyoming Game and Fish Department says they're increasingly at risk of dying off from pneumonia. We have a bighorn sheep population that is at carrying capacity or above it. We're trying to bring those numbers down a little bit so that we don't have major die-off. Goki says one solution may be nearly doubling the number of hunting tags for female sheep to bring down the population. Only the second year these kinds of tags have been issued. It's a contrast to what is happening with other struggling wildlife in the region, like mule deer and pronghorn. Game and fish may lower the number of those hunting tags to help the herds thrive. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, that was Hannah Mersbach of Jackson Hole Community Radio. On Monday, the United Nations kicked off a conference for indigenous leaders in New York City. Clark Adamitis of KSUT and KSJD reports it's the largest global gathering of Indigenous leaders. The United Nations Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues is two weeks long. This is the 22nd annual convening of the forum. This year, the focus is Indigenous peoples, human health, planetary and territorial health, and climate change. On Monday, United States Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland spoke to tribal leaders. Holland is a member of the Laguna Pueblo. Indigenous peoples are experiencing a new era unfolding worldwide. A catalyst to this new era was the acknowledgement of just how far and how long tribal nations have been left behind. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we saw that communities had no running water to wash their hands. Families that lived hundreds of miles from a doctor or a clinic and children and workers without access to learning or telework options because they didn't have broadband internet. Holland says the United States has invested $45 billion into Indian country in the past two years. Over 2,000 registered participants attended the opening ceremony, according to Native News Online. That was Clark Adamitis reporting for Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, April 20th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6 p.m. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.